Hello, Camp Baco and Chanel family. This is Jenna Yakis, formerly Jenna Grobstein, waitress of 94. You are about to listen to a podcast all about camp movies. I will be joined by my sister, Amy Grobstein Costic, aka Groby, and the amazing Emmett sisters, Allison and Melissa. Uh, who's on? Hi. Hi. Hey, guys, it's Melissa. <laughs> It's uh, it's Emmett, and then uh, I think Amy needs to push the call-in button. <laughs> Amy, are you connected? Oh, I am connected. In. I'm in. Woo! We're all connected. All so right. Far, so good. Shall we sing our theme song? Let's do it. Okay. Wait. Hold on. Let me pull it up. Okay. I'm okay. Ready. Everybody have it. Here right. we go. Count Three, two, one. We, we welcome you to our, <laughs> our podcast. Where, where am I? Glad you're here. You're doing really well. No. Yeah. I think we should start our voice reverberating through the podcast there. We rated it We'll rate it down. Okay, can we do this over? Why are we doing it so slow? We'll come back to that theme song at the end. <laughs> okay. Um, at the end. I'll do the intro. Okay. <laughs> Amy, give All us right. a little intro here. All right. Uh, welcome, listeners. We are the Grobstein and Emmett sisters. We love pop culture. We love music. We love everything movies. We are here to discuss some of our favorite camp movies to entertain you and help you get through these tough times. So cozy on up with your loved ones. Grab your favorite camp snack and enjoy. We welcome all of your thoughts and feedback. If you have anything that's, uh, you know, worth sharing, please email me afterwards at amy at campchanawa.com. Woo-hoo. Well done. Yes. All good. Right. So we are going to discuss some of our favorite camp movies. We're going to do it by uh, based on the year the film was released. And uh, I think we're going to kick this thing off with uh, Allison talking about our first movie. So we scoured the internet for movies that represent camp and things that remind us of Chanel and our days at Chanel. And so the first movie up is Parent Trap. Parent Trap premiered in 1961. And it's the sordid tale of twin sisters who are separated after their parents' divorce with a judge giving custody of one child to each parent. And apparently they weren't allowed to talk to each other, which is suspect to me. One parent lives in Boston and one parent lives in California, but the twin sisters end up in the same sleepaway camp sporting a British accent. No idea why. After a few arguments, the sisters are forced to share a bunk and soon discover they have the same mother and father. They then plot to bring their families together by switching places when they leave camp. Comedy ensues and they all end up happily ever after, British accents and all. Wow. So this was, I wish I wish you had done this with a British accent. <laughs> Just, I know. feel like I can talk about this movie further with a British accent. Well, Haley Mills shown right. in this film role. She played the same she played each sister, which was very sort of modern for the time. And you know, I don't think it holds up as well as it used to. Um, but it's enjoyable and funny and um, I enjoyed it. 
Haley Mills I, couldn't be stopped back in the 60s. I feel like <laughs> Jenna, Jenna and I used to rent all those movies, like um, Pollyanna, like everything we'd rent, everything Haley Mills. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, that's funny. <laughs> I mean, I think this is a controversial one to start with because <laughs> I am part, I definitely <laughs> like the Lindsay Lohan version way better, and I'm sure many on the webcast probably agree with that sentiment. Probably more people listening do know the 98 <laughs> version better. So 1961 was the original, 98 was the Lindsay Lohan version. Uh, some and say her interestingly best work, right? enough, and interestingly enough, she sported a British accent in that as well. Not sure why, but that was a choice. Well, well her yeah, mother was British. Her mother oh, that's was true. British. That made more sense. That made, made more it sense. Enough. Haley yeah. Mills, for some reason, was British, yet from Boston, didn't have a Boston accent. Yeah, None. I thought that they corrected some of the, the missteps <laughs> of the 1961 version in the Lindsay Lohan version. Well, so, I... Right. We also would be remiss not to mention some of the songs that came out of that movie, like Let's Get oh, Together. Oh, Loved yeah, that yeah. song, um, which was performed by Haley Mills. Um, so I think it was, I love the camp aspect of it. I think there were hijinks. I think it was really about people who are different coming together and learning to, you know, deal with your differences. And that's what camp's really good at. So yes. I felt like and it had also- a lot of good camp undertones. Definitely. And just talking about how it relates back to Shinawa or just camp in general, you know, just the playing pranks on each other and, and each other's on their, their bunk mates or other bunks um, in the movie, in the parent trap, the, the scene that, that we, Jen and I used to love watching is when they really destroyed the bunk with like the honey, the water buckets, everything. Like, like there was some hay in there. It was a hot mess. Yeah, I think when it shows you a movie from 1961 still has some of the, you know, you know Camp Chanel has been around for so many years and what makes it so special are those traditions and it can go back to any decade and you can share that and it's, it holds up, you know, what camp was like in 1961 isn't so much different than the way camp is today. Yeah. Right, with, one, with the one exception, probably like, if we could say that that dance where, uh, where the back of her dress got cut. <laughs> That probably our last, our, our DJ Jeff Yanni, like last social type of thing. Yeah. I don't think the, the girls are not wearing dresses like that anymore. No. And mm-hmm. um, it's, it's a, things have changed a little bit. Just a little. A little bit. <laughs> also, I think it was, uh, let's talk about the cinematography for a second. It was maybe one of the first movies to do twins, which were played by one person. Yes. Correct. That was uh, that was their first. Uh, and when I read, when I looked in to do research for this podcast, um, basically when they had first done it, they only did a few shots like that. But because it was so seamless, they rewrote the script to do much more scene work together. That's cool. I was looking carefully at the scene when they're fighting at them after she cuts her dress and all the food falls on them. Like looking at like which one, the, probably the one who had the longer hair. That was like definitely a stunt double that like, you know, that they had to work through. To have them fight together. Um, can we, do we want to talk for a second more about the Lindsay Lohan version and how it was like kind of her best work? And I mean, well, she, mean I thought she peaked. Mean, I, oh, mean, mean, girls. Mean, mean Girls is clearly better, okay. but. Okay, Mean Girls. But uh, like, she was young and still innocent at that time where you were still. So this fans. is a true story. When I was working in the city in, in public relations, um, that movie had just come out and an agent reached out to me and said, we have this young star. She'd be great for any kind of programming or anything that you're doing. And it was Lindsay Lohan and it was her first movie. It was The Parent Trap. So this was the movie where Lindsay Lohan was really kind of discovered. She was holding the movie. She was the, the, the name, the big name in the movie. So it was a very big moment for Lindsay Lohan, Parent Trap. And that set her on the track for Mean Girls. I'm not sure what set her on the track after that. She kind of took a left turn. <laughs> 
five. A hard left. <laughs> hard left. Wait, hard we alcohol. Just, can we just, can we just yeah. which dad is better looking? Yeah. The, the dad from the 61 or Dennis Quaid? Oh, yeah. I went down Quaid for me. Exact same thing. Who was the dad in the 61 version? It was, uh, does anyone know? Yeah, I can I tell you one look, second. I have to you look him the up. One but... in, the, in the newer one was who? Dennis Quaid? Dennis Quaid yeah, was in the nearer one, and I, the dad in this one was Brian Keith. Brian Keith. I'm just going to just do a I quick. Mean, good look. He was a 60s son. He was a 60s son for sure. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I think Quaid's got him. He, he's like kind of messy and, you know, very Quaid gets, be Quaid gets better with age, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree 100%. 100%. All right, should we move on to our, uh, to our next movie? Yes. 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 All right. So the next movie order of, uh, you know, release date, 1979, uh, Meatballs. The wacky hijinks of counselors and campers at a less than average summer camp. So Bill Murray stars as Tripper, and he is in his element. It, 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 I read that he, he and you can tell that he ad-libbed most of the movie. He befriends a shy new camper, and they become running buddies, and that comes back into play at the end of the movie. Tripper seems to be doing it all at camp. He's considered the head counselor, but he does, he does the morning announcements over the loudspeaker, which are hysterical. Uh, he takes the CITs on a canoe trip. He tells scary stories at their campfire. He gives an amazing, an amazing, motivating, demotivating, it just doesn't matter speech to the campers and staff before their big intercamp Olympics. Um, and it's, I mean, I watch this every summer at camp. So I have it, I have it at camp. I make sure like everyone, new counselors, old counselors, I, I suggest it to everybody. It is one of my favorites for sure. So my feeling is that Meatballs 2 is my favorite because I don't really remember Meatballs 1 as much as I remember Meatballs 2 which is uh, an it, it alien. Just, it, it didn't have Bill Murray. It had an alien. It had Kim Richards. You know, it was It was, it was, it was the introduction to the Real Housewives. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I thought I thought Meatballs was like the first like real hijinksy camp type movie. Yes, that was really classic, sort of the camp movie. The raunchy movies that were coming out like Porky's and all of those movies at that time. I think Meatballs fit right into that sort of genre. Yes. But I think it also represented camp well, too, because I think it yes. was, you know, it was really about that one kid who was trying to find what his purpose was at camp. And then he wins at the end. Right. Right. We, do, we talk about how like how eight weeks feels like a lifetime, um, how like you know, every day is so long. It, I mean, it was yeah. being a new camper, trying to fit in intercamp rivals, being a first time counselor. And then there's the scene in the beginning where they share the camp gossip in the dining room that is so Shinawa with the, with the dedications. Yeah. Um, and you also, know, I noticed, yeah. yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, I thought, um, Alice, uh, how do I call you? Do I call you Allison or Emmett? Because I'm Emmett. Like, what do I call you, Emmett? You're Allison. You, could, uh, yeah, you can Allison. call me Allison. Allison. Okay. Yeah. So weird. <laughs> <laughs> this is a camp podcast. But um, I think what you said about underdog, I think what's really great about camp movies, and Meatballs has this, in, in all of their, in all of the Meatballs, I think there's like four or five of them, but it's always, there's always an underdog story. There's always, you know, that somebody at the end that get heart that warming of the heart against all the raunchiness and all the craziness even if it's the, the befriending the alien or whatever it is i'm with you on meatballs too that's the one i always <laughs> think about but it is um there's always that like victorious ending that just makes you smile and you know every most of the movies we talk about have that i think um we have to mention a montage which every good movie needs a montage oh true every, every moment in life should have a montage <laughs> Set to really good music. I agree. If it were up to the Emmett and Gropstein sisters, it would. <laughs> and I think oh. it would be girls just want to have fun soundtrack, but 
up for debate. Yeah, we can talk about <laughs> those favorite girl movie. movies on our next podcast. We can yeah. also talk about montage songs. That would be a good definitely, one. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> Just one more thing to say about Meatballs. Uh, Morty, the director, at the beginning of the movie, yeah. wears a shirt that says, when the hand goes up, the mouth goes shut. And we know oh. that Ruth was very famous for saying that. And I have proof because our dad took video every single summer of the Visiting Day show. <laughs> And that was just a, a, a classic repeat. Um, and also the prank on Morty when, when his bed is moved into different places throughout the movie. Oh, yeah. That uh, was... Full disclosure, I did that to a camper once, but we, we only got as far as the middle of the bunk. We just left her there. <laughs> it was a good effort. Good effort. Yeah. If, you're, if you're listening, you know who you are. <laughs> okay, right, so should we move on to our next one? Yes. Oh my god, can we? So I'm so excited. So this is the movie that I said I needed to summarize. So I'm going to go on a limb here and say that I think that of all the camp movies, this one is the most authentic, and it's Indian Summer. Came out in 1993 when I graduated from high school. Oh my god. But this is the movie where, um, you know, for the older crowd who have been away from camp for a while, and all we think about is that we want to go back. And in this movie, Eight friends go back to camp. They're invited by the owner of the camp, Uncle Lou, for one last glorious week at the camp as he lets them all know that he's going to be closing the camp camp down. Um, the way I like to think about it, against the simplicity of camp, your clothes getting wet as, as the minute you get to camp, the smell of <laughs> camp, the bell ringing in the morning, first kisses, all of those things are talked about in the movie. But against that is the backdrop, against that as a backdrop is the complications of being adults and and the things that keep us busy and make life crazy. Um, it takes place at Camp Tamaqua, which is in Ontario, Canada. Some fun facts. The director, Mike Bender, it's actually the camp he went to. And mm -hmm. Uncle Lou, who's the leader, who, who, you know, played by Alan Arkin, is actually yeah. based on the, the real... Um, the real owner of the camp. Um, so I thought that was really, really cool. And um, the cast is just amazing. There's Bill Paxson, you have Diane Lane, you have Kevin Pollack, who is in my favorite show now, Marvelous Miss Maisel. And then you have who I personally think stole the movie is Elizabeth Perkins. She reminds oh, she's me so of- so funny. So funny. And you know when you're young at camp and they're the older campers and one of them has just got that great, cool attitude and you're so afraid of them, but you like <laughs> want to be them when you grow up. She, <laughs> that she is the hair. heart for me. She's like that hair. Yes. I mean, she's just she's just amazing, and she was so bad at like sports, which I can totally relate to. And yet, she just loved being a camp. And I just, you know, at the end, it's really about um, a couple that decide to. I don't want to give away the ending, but you know, who's going to take over the camp? And if you haven't seen this movie, you need to see it. It is absolutely. I cry from the minute it starts to the minute that it oh, ends. It, it's so good. It really. It really just, you know, brings, especially for all of us who, except for Amy, like we're not at camp every summer and things like that. But I know that if I don't see my camp friends for a while and we get together, it's as if like no time has passed. And I think oh, that's 100%. so great about camp friends in general. Oh, and I think the idea is that years. every one of us has had like a thought, like, I just want to give up my job and just buy a camp and run camp all summer and things like that. And so I think it sort of ticks off all those boxes. And I think it gives you you know, they did it at camp for like two summers where they invited alumni back to spend a weekend at camp. That's right. And yeah. Those were some of like the best memories and didn't last very long. But Uncle Lou really reminded me of Mel a lot. Oh, my God. So much. It. It's just a tribute to him. And oh, I just yeah. so warmth. And there's this one scene. I mean, when he had all his tricks of remembering who he oh, remember so classic. Wise. I need to try that. Yeah. Oh, oh, so good. So great. And don't forget, you know, he, he gave everyone a super secret, super secret Indian name. 
Yeah. And oh yeah, looking at the labels <laughs> on the uh, the maze. <laughs> Um, the, the trick of learning the names, you would pull back someone's, uh, you know, and see their name tag, but the super yeah. secret Indian name was everyone had the same name. Everyone had the same one. Everyone had the it same was amazing. One. That's you, your, yeah. super, you know, your super secret Indian name was uh, Thundering Cloud. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. I feel wrong. That's right. It's true. Another you know, fact about the movie, uh, Matt Craven, um, the actor in, in Indian Summer who played Jamie by the young girlfriend, he was in Meatballs as hard Hardware. So oh, he was yeah. in two Six of our movies. Yeah. Six degrees. You know, but I think also what's great about Indian Summer, I mean, I think a lot of these movies have, some of them have the raunchiness, some of them might have a little bit, you know, some, they have these vehicles, like this is just real pure camp humor and fun. I think you've had to go to camp to appreciate this movie. I don't think it's a movie. They might think it's heartwarming or they might like it, but this is really the movie for people who went to camp. Because you have to understand it. I think the other movies, you don't have to really go to camp. There are some stereotypes. This camp is camp. This is it. Yeah. Pure no, I agree. Um, Alex and Emmett, there is a scene that reminds me of our bunk because, you know, Alice and Emmett and I and our bunk, waitresses of 94, go away for a girls weekend every year. And it's something we look forward to every year. Yeah. And there's yep. a scene where she's eating like peanut butter out of a giant out of the gi- like, yes. out in the kitchen. And I was like, oh, man, that's us. that's like all we do. Literally all we do is eat. <laughs> another another fun fact for all you movie heads out there Sam Raimi who played um, the guy who was helping everyone with their bags and basically everything fell, fell in the water oh my God, it was amazing that was amazing he, he also went he also grew up at that, at that camp that's why he had did, did the role and if you don't know already Sam Raimi was the one that directed all of the Spider-Man movies the first round of the Spider-Man movies he also did Evil oh, Dead oh yeah and that's he, right he, he became quite the director awesome Great. Yeah. Yeah. So so great movie. Okay. Are we ready for the next one, Miss Jenna? Okay. The next movie is Wet Hot American Summer. Which Woo-woo. good one. Woo-woo. Good which one. Out, this one just makes me laugh. <laughs> so it came out in 2001 and it was meant to be a total parody of camp camp movies. Um, and Amy and I saw it I pretty much opening day, I think. I don't know about opening day. They're probably opening week or weekend. Yeah, we saw it in a small theater in the West Village. I think we were the only ones in there, but we were the loudest. (laughs) (laughs) The movie movie, movie did not do well critically. Financially, it didn't do so well. Whatever. Um, So it was set on the last day of camp in the summer of 1981, And it follows a group of counselors who are trying to complete their unfinished business before the day ends. Uh, The entire summer of pent-up hookup frustration, unresolved post-traumatic stress, pending separation, and of course, a talent show. Uh, This was a total parody. It took a lot of scenes from Meatballs, I think, and made fun of it a little bit. Took it as inspiration. Definitely. definitely. <laughs> you know, there was something here for everyone. The theater kids. We got, you know, Bradley Cooper as a Paul. Oh, yeah. drama teacher with Amy Poehler. Let's talk about the great cast for a second. Oh, the so, cast is oh, my amazing. God. That's what made this movie. You have Paul Rudd. Obviously. Oh, my. Love oh, him. Love him. You have Elizabeth. <laughs> On my list. <laughs> Everyone's Banks, list. Who's amazing. <laughs> Uh, yep. Amy Poehler and Bradley Cooper play the drama teachers who are so intense. And there's a, you know, interesting scene with Bradley Cooper that I will not discuss. You just need to see the movie. But uh, <laughs> it's an interesting scene that takes place in a shack. Anyway, uh, 
<laughs> there is Ken Marino, who's a total stud, and Chris, oh, great. Chris Maloney from SVU, who plays a total whack job. Oh my God, wow. so, but a great body, but totally great crazy. Body, great body. And some of, right. the, some of the standout scenes, I would say, are the dining hall scene with Paul Rudd that may remind us a little too much of some Baco boys we might know. <laughs> True. And of course, the training montage with Chris oh, Miller yes. and Michael Showalter. So good. Yes. Again, <laughs> montages are our thing. We Any kind of montage. <laughs> and then, of course, the scene where they go into town was not like any of our days off, but we could, of course, appreciate the humor. We could. Uh, you know, so my thing with Wet Hot American Summer is that I did not love it the first time I saw it, but I had to watch it. But I found myself watching it numerous times. And every time I watched it, I found it funnier and funnier. And sometimes movies are like that. But the first time I'm like, what is this? This is crazy. And then I'm like, oh, my God, this is so funny. Oh, my God, it's Paul Rudd. But it took me about five times to really appreciate it. Okay. Wow. Yeah, I, yeah. I think I think we, each time you learn something new. It's like one of those movies true. where you discover something else. And David Wayne, who directed it, who's directed a lot of movies that I love, like he went to camp, and so this is his homage to loving camp, which I right. Love. And it's also the, the cast of the state. Uh, him, uh, David Wayne, Michael Showalter, all those guys from the state that used to be on that show MTV. Yeah, um, Ken Marino was on it. And they are just, I mean, they're hysterical. And obviously, they continued this series with all the um, the Netflix shows, like the first day of camp all the other Wet Hot um, series that they had after this. Yeah, but none of those were as good as the movie. They didn't hold up. They didn't hold up as much. We, we all watched them, obviously. Yeah. They and this was the film debut of ba Bradley Cooper, by the way. Great. So, I mean, yeah. I still have my favorite line when Paul Rudd kisses Elizabeth Banks, and then he says, you smell like a burger. I don't like you, you anymore. You taste like a burger. <laughs> Right. You taste like a burger. I don't like you yeah. anymore. And I was like, that is so camp because you would probably <laughs> break up from something like that. It's yeah, true. Um, and we, it's we can't forget to mention um, David Hyde Pierce and Janine Garofalo and Molly Shannon. I mean, they, everyone was just amazingly hysterical throughout this movie. It's such a and amazingly movie. inappropriate. It was so just amazing. amazingly appropriate camp. You know, and it's funny, I was just, I was reading about the movie and one of the things, so it had a really small budget. It was like under $2 million. They filmed everything at the camp. And it feels like when you're watching it that they're improvising, but actually it's all scripted. But I thought that they were improvising almost most of that movie, but they really, and most of them would do a great job improvising, but they were very controlled in making it, which I can't even imagine what that was like with this crazy script and what they were doing. But I thought that was really interesting. Really low budget. That is interesting. And yep. the, the, the training montage hard. song, the higher and higher song, that sounds like every other, like, basically Rocky montage uh, training song. I, I downloaded that one immediately, and I had that. Like, yeah. the, soundtrack, the soundtrack is great with 80s music and, and the higher and higher song that they kind of make fun of all the other montages. Oh, you know. And now all right. the outfits are back in style because 70s right. are back in. Yeah, I think, yeah, in early 80s. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know they had a great time filming that. You know there were they were hysterical laughing the whole time. There are some deep dives into the, into into the internet you could do. Like they had some like behind the scenes stuff going on. Uh, apparently it rained like all the time. So that any anytime they had a, a chance to do any of the outdoor scenes, they got through those. There it rained like the whole time they were there. And they they lived in the bunks. They stayed in the bunks. They ate in the mess hall. And they were basically like campers and counselors. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Sounds pretty cool. 
All right, so last up. All right, so switching gears to um, a different type of summer experience, but I do think that a lot of people go to these types of camps. And, you know, I was not an athlete. I was in the creative bunk, um, and I love Broadway and theater. <laughs> so I picked camp as uh, one to discuss, which is a movie that came out in 2003, Woo! and it's based on the theater camp stage door manor. And basically it follows the misfits who would rather play, would rather sing and dance and do jazz hands than play sports. And, you know, it has everything you want in a Broadway show camp. It has Anna Kendrick in her first role and hearing her sing from Stephen Sondheim is absolutely amazing. And you'll see that she was going to be a star for definitely sure. And there are love triangles, the popular girl who gets all the leads, the good looking straight male who's dealing with OCD and a need for attention. Oh my God, he was so cute. <laughs> Vlad, yeah, the gay, the gay male character coming to terms with his sexuality while trying to prove himself to his parents, the washed up musician and director trying to find his purpose, and of course a strong love for Stephen Sondheim, which every uh, theater camp should have. I really related to these people because I didn't want to necessarily play sports, I wanted to sing and dance all the time. And I think Chanel is a good place for that because we did do a lot of theater activities, rainy days, lip syncs, et cetera. And that's sort of really where I shone, was able to shine and uh, where I found my yeah. purpose at camp. I agree with you. I mean, you know, the Emmett girls are very theatrical, both having leads in our big shows, you know, so I, I that's probably the biggest role I ever had in my life was um, it's Rosemary Polkington and how to succeed in business. And I'm very, very proud of that. Um, I thought, I think Shanawa, what I loved about Chanel is that no matter what you were into, there was that you had your space. So while this movie is all about the theater part and I appreciated it, it still brought me back to camp and going to rehearsals and doing our thing. And you know, you find your own. And um, I did this movie has also has a great soundtrack as well. It's a little bit different than a Wet Hot American Summer soundtrack, but the music is awesome. Um, so I suggest anybody download that one because it's some really good songs on it. And yeah, Jen and, and I used to team up and direct shows at camp. She was the choreographer and I was the director and we did some great shows together. What so, were some of the shows that you guys uh, put together? We did Annie and we did the pajama game. Oh, the, right, mm. the pajama game. Yeah, excellent, we did that, excellent. we did those two. And um, yeah, and I was Audrey in Little Shop of Horrors, which That's I know they redid right, this summer. Were. I passed Amazing. the crown to this, uh, this past year. Listen, the, um, the Grobstein sisters were definitely not leads in our uh, in our big shows. We were definitely killing chorus. it in the chorus. But we did, we, did, we, we did grow up going to a lot of Broadway shows, so we do also have the love for the for this film. Right. And you have an appreciation, I mean, just not absolutely. a talent. And this is the, the, the movie Camp is 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 basically the movie Camp is basically like what Michael Sheeman wants our camp to be right now with our drama program, which it's not which going to be, but it, it's pretty amazing. It can, so. it could be, you could be, I mean, you, it's hard when one family has so much talent as the Emmett, <laughs> and I'm totally kidding right now, but, um, you know, <laughs> there is an opportunity. Except, I always, except but, we couldn't sing the theme song, so we're not that good. <laughs> we'll try it again. We'll try we it again. Practice. We'll try it again. But a uh, fun fact, Alison Emmett at her 40th birthday party sang <laughs> yes. from Little Shop of Horrors, Suddenly Seymour, and it, it was like our proudest moment. We loved it. It was. I, I was definitely crying. I think I was squeezing someone's hand so tight. <laughs> it was broken. It was amazing. Uh, memories. All right. Do we want to talk about our honorable mentions now? Yes. Definitely worth talking about for sure. Um, so... Up. You want me to? Uh, uh, I could. Do you want me to start? Or are you gonna sure. start? 
Okay, so, um, you know, when we were going through this list, we are a little bit older, although we look extremely young, um, but you guys can't see us, but we really do, um, is, uh, and we're talking about millennials and other generations, but really the one movie that we thought we could not get away without talking about is Camp Rock. Um, there's two, Camp Rock, Camp One, Camp Two. First one, it's a Disney movie, came out in 2008. Basically, it follows the story of a teenage girl who desperately wants to go back to camp, and it's a music camp, it's a rock camp. She can only go um, because, so, uh, they can't afford the camp, so her mother works in the kitchen. While she's there, a special guest, a teen pop star, visits the camp. It happens to be Joe Jonas and his brothers. You might know them from the Jonas Brothers. And he overhears <laughs> this beautiful voice. And the, son, the, first, the first movie is about finding this voice and them getting together. And you know what? It has great music. It's a lot of fun. It has everything that makes a Disney movie great. Um, and it really was, it's a, it's a different side of the Jonas Brothers. You know, they're making a big comeback now. They were a little bit, they were hot during this time as well. Maybe a little awkward and a little bit young. Um, but, a, little, um, a little awkward. I a little awkward. <laughs> I doubt that Priyanka fell in love with Nick Jonas's hair at this point. Movie. What about uh, Joe Jonas's hair? That was awful too. Not as bad as Nick. <laughs> However, true. Nick Jonas in the second one, which I like in, in the Camp Rock 2, there's a rivalry between a new music camp and it's a good talent show. Nick Jonas sings a song in that one and it's absolutely terrific. I still listen to it. It's it's a song that he tells of talking about himself. And he, he, it's like it, it's a very if you listen to it, it's like a Nick it's like a Jonas Brothers song now, because Nick Jonas is really kind of the mastermind behind the Jonas Brothers and their music, another great documentary to watch over um, this <laughs> time period if you're home. So, um, I, I, you know, I like Camp Rock. My kids like Camp Rock. I did meet Nick Jonas, and I told him I liked Nick, um, Camp Rock, which was not my coolest moment, but um, I'm glad he, I let him know. <laughs> and um, it is, it's a good movie. I think it's a good movie. I liked it. I think okay. my kids like that it was hip hop type of songs versus regular Disney music. So they enjoyed it as well. Um, I think it's predictable. I think it's cute. Um, I can't look at Joe Jonas's hair though for that long. Just nope. really something bad. But Demi right. Lovato sounds great. Um, and that was good. Jenna, yeah. have you seen this movie? I just started watching it yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I, I, have not, I, have not seen the, I have not seen this yet. But I got as far as uh, Nick Jonas's hair, and then I turned it off. So, <laughs> well, I, I think you should give it a shot. I think you should give it a shot. And I would say for the younger, the young, the, the moms with the younger kids, this is a good, this is a good movie to watch um, during quarantine. During our quarantine. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good movie. All right, movie. Amy, you want to talk about heavyweights? Uh, I think Allison's going to talk about heavyweights. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll talk one. about heavyweights. So okay. Allison Mortman uh, recommended this movie. So I doing because I put research into everything, I watched it. And I really think that this is the prequel to Dodgeball. Um, there's a lot of comedy in it. Ben Stiller is the guy who comes in and takes over. Oh, so basically it's a kid going to a weight loss camp. And that's what type of camp it is. And all the people there are used to these very family friendly owners who, you know, make the camp feel fun and nice and things like that. But they sell the camp to this awful Ben Siller who comes in and he wants to make it very serious because he wants to sell his diet plan. So his whole camp is about getting results. And all the kids find ways to hide food in the bunk and hijinks ensue. And basically they revolt against Ben Stiller and his mullet. Um, and, they, and what a mullet it is! What a mullet it is! A mullet, 
If you've ever seen a mullet, that's a mullet. It was written by Judd Apatow, who I love all of his movies. So I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was cute. I thought it was funny. I laughed a little bit. And I think it does represent camp really well. I mean, we all hid in food in our bunks. Um, and we all it, think it, that it, we're it also, it also might represent the time that we're having right now, because I don't know about you guys, but I'm, I'm hiding some food in my house, because there's yeah. stuff I want that I don't want <laughs> yeah. the house to eat. I'm hiding yes. it in my stomach because I keep eating it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, seriously. Seriously. And the exercise is, uh, you know, trying to do the exercise and stuff like that has been hard as well. That is true. So uh, so the, the actor, the actor ah. who played Jerry, the, the oh, yeah. star of the movie, he's all he's grown up now. Cute. Yeah. He he's very cute. He's adorable. He's yeah. adorable. Um, you know, I think, so I, I thought it was cute. I also thought it was predictable, like a lot of these camp movies. I think there were some funny pranks. I, you know, um, I thought it was okay, but my 11-year-old uh, daughter, Hannah, Hannah Banana, in the morning, the next day goes, Mom, I really like that movie. So I'm thinking that, you know, 10, 11, 12-year-olds are going to really love this movie. <laughs> it's like a good, and My, you know, my kids know. liked it, too. They enjoyed yeah. it, too. So, right, I think we, we were just a little it. older for that for that movie yeah. to come out. Yeah, like we, we saw yeah. it a little past our. I, I mean, I watched it just recently, and I was like, that would have been great if I was like twelve. Yeah, it's a good okay. age for that. So, before we end this podcast, Amy, do you want to just should we quickly talk about the movie that scarred us as? Children? Yeah, definitely. Oh, definitely, definitely. This is a, this is a movie. It's actually a part of a trilogy. And um, shout out to to my bunk. Um, we used to rent this movie all the time for every time we'd get together for a camp reunion sleepover. It is called Sleepaway Camp. And there were Sleepaway Camp 1, Sleepaway Camp 2, and Sleepaway, Sleepaway Camp 3, colon, Teenage Wasteland. We won't talk about the second or third ones, but nope. uh, basically, basically it's, your, it's, your, it's your typical slasher film uh, taking place at a, at a summer camp. And obviously, Friday the 13th fans, that, they, that also comes back to it. Um, we, you know, we used to watch this all the time. Um, our dad would let us rent movies from Blockbuster. I don't know why he didn't uh, tell us we couldn't rent these. these were <laughs> oh my scary. god, our dad also. We got we had the most inappropriate movies. It's so funny. We too did. Scary. <laughs> we did. Uh, funny story. One of my one of my friend one of my bunkmates tried to rent tried to rent it to uh, impress the rest of our bunkmates for a sleepover, and uh, the guy at the store said uh, to the to her to her dad, um, "You can't let her see this. You can't let her rent this." And apparently, he made her rent something else. I think she came back with City Slickers too and she was so mortified. A <laughs> little different than Sleepaway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this movie's a little disturbing and it has murder and it has a really <laughs> disturbing twist at the end. Lots of murder. Big yeah. twist at the end. I would say if you do not like horror, which I don't, I this movie may scar you. So <laughs> And also I watched this movie when I was probably in sixth grade, which was way too young. And uh, I think I convinced I think I convinced Ashley Waxman to rent this movie, or maybe we'd seen it. She had it viewing at her co-ed sixth grade birthday party. Maybe it was seventh grade. No. Nope. Um, and uh, well, let's just say the ending of the movie caused a lot of snickering and a lot of screaming. And uh, I think it went down as being the best birthday party of the year, probably. And you're still talking about it. I mean, how many birthday parties do you remember? <laughs> you know, that's amazing. Not many. Not exactly. many now. Exactly. So and how do you think it relates to Shanawa? <laughs> Gosh, um, I guess I can only explain this. And maybe um, maybe only Allison knows um, the, the times of Hedo D is walking around camp in the dark. Mm. Um, 
with your flashlight and like any little noise, it, it definitely was scary at night. I also was uh, was a head OD at camp during the time of the Blair Witch Project. And let me tell you, that was terrifying walking around camp. <laughs> That's amazing. Everything freaked me out. You know, a light flickering, a bug, a, a rustle in the in the trees, whatever it was. Um, how this relates to camp? I mean, let's hope it never does. We don't want a slasher film to be uh, to be happening. I'm just camp. kidding. But, but I guess this probably goes back to like every camp. Every camp that um, you know grows up has this those stories of like yeah. you know like. Uh, Chanel Nails. Camp. Right, Chanel Nails. There was like, in our old camp, it was Cropsy or something. Cropsy. Yeah. Yeah. They're all like, you know, all the scary things. If you've ever seen the Friday the 13th movies, it's a scary Jason, the hockey mask, everything. Um, has its all like urban legends about all these things would happen. Um, yeah. And obviously, Chanel has Chanel Nails. And I definitely, going back to that same bunk that I uh, pranked that kid. My, I, I was a first year counselor. I was really, you know. Right. You're really I'm winning it. Right on and bushy-tailed. I really wanted to make make an impression. Uh, the day of, uh, of Chanel and Nails, which is August 14th, I, you know, I did some scratching on the side of the bunk. I swung the door open and, like, no one was there and slammed it shut. Um, now, for the a- kids that are listening, that Chanel and Nails is real. This is just a day that you were pretending to, for it, right? We don't want to give it away. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. No, it's definitely real. Yeah, I want to just say, I think sometimes it's not necessarily what was in the movie that's so campy, but I do think it's the experience that you had at the birthday party. And like, we all with our camp friends have these movies and moments that we've that become part of our stories that make us laugh and our memories. And I think that's what this this movie is for you guys. And and that's camp. That's camp. And uh, a deep cut, deep cut, um, my favorite podcast, How Did This Get Made? Um, when they take movies that are just terrible and they just make fun of them and talk about them. They did a Sleepaway Camp one. I think it's behind the paywall right now, but I'll let you know if it's released. It yeah. is one of the funniest episodes of How Did This Get Made. Highly recommend. Oh, yeah. Highly recommend. Good podcast. It's obviously right up our alley. So I think the idea now is we want to end our podcast with Before us. we end it, Allison, a little quick surprise. I've got some trivia and some Oh. Oh. oh, boy. So, you know, oh, I'm, I'm nervous gonna, now. I'm going to start. No, this is very easy. Very easy. If you, if you were paying attention, and those of you listening at home, if you were paying attention at all, you, you'll probably do pretty well on this. So I'm just going to start off real quick. I'm going to name the camp, and you name the movie. Okay. Okay, I could do, so do that. We've got different na- names of camps. Okay, so starting off, Camp Ovation. Oh, camp. That's camp. Camp. Okay, there you go. Oh, my okay. God, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> You're screaming a little bit. Lower your volume. Okay. Okay. Ready? Ready. Camp Walden. Was that meatballs? White Hot American Summer. Incorrect. It was the 98 Parent Trap. Parent Trap. Camp Walden, which is also a camp that actually exists. That's a real camp. camp. That's right. Um, Next up, Camp Firewood. White Hot. Hmm. Good. Camp Tamaqua. Camp Tamaqua. Indian, Indian summer. Indian summer. <laughs> Two more. Camp Inch. Camp Inch. That's gotta be Camp Inch is heavyweights. Heavyweights. Incorrect. Meepaws. Inch. Incorrect. Camp oh. Inch is the 1961 Parent Trap camp name. Oh, Ooh, tricky. Oh, that's a trick. Yeah. Tricky. Last one. Camp North Star. Meatballs. Oh, yeah. Mentioned yet. Meatballs. There you go. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. Right. We've got more. One more. Do I get a prize? Question. Oh, you do. No. You win. You win. Um, what do I get? Whatever. Whatever's in your pantry. <laughs> Noth
Um, okay, so the Parent Trap 1961 version. The main character had a poster of Ricky Nelson. Who was the heartthrob in the 1998 Lindsay Lohan version? Ooh. Was it Ricky, Mar was it Ricky Martin? It was not. Oh, okay. I just... <laughs> 1998? Was it uh, Justin Timberlake or someone? Nope, nope. No, I don't know. It was not a boy bander? Think, think about the movie that came out right before then that toppled box office records and is still probably one of the number one movies. Oh, oh Leonardo, Leonardo. Leo. 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 Yeah. Oh, good job, Jenna. Good job. Titanic, sister, guys. That's very good. That's really good. Trivia. Okay. Good job, here, are some, here are some quotes. You're going to name the movie. Try to scream, Emmett sisters. I know it's exciting. <laughs> All right. Starting off. Quote number one. Listeners playing at home. The winner of tonight's mystery meat contest is Jeffrey Corbin, who guessed some kind of beef. Oh, God. It's got to be wet hot. Meatballs. That's meatballs right there. Okay. Meatballs. Good job. Next quote. Next quote. The nerve of her coming here with your face. Parent trap. <laughs> that would be parent trap. That's parent trap. That's parent trap. That's a good Next one. Next one. Next one. I mean, we'll all be in our late 20s by then. I just don't see any reason why we can't be any place on time. Wet hot, American Wet hot American summer. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Next one. Are you new? No, I was here last summer. Don't you remember me? We were in Night Mother together. Oh, camp. As the, the, joke, the, the joke behind that movie is that Night Mother apparently is a very intense two-person play. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it is. Next one. I forgot all about the munchies. Oh, Indian, Indian summer. summer. Eating a chug of peanut butter. It's so yeah. delicious and gross at the same time. <laughs> All right, next one. It's none of mine, never mind. I don't say a word. Meatballs? Nope. Wet hot. Negative. Have you heard? No. The, the answer is <laughs> Parent Trap, 1961. Oh. Mm. None um, of mine, that's... never mind. I don't say a word. It's a oh, obscure. right, right. Maybe the not. housekeeper. Yeah, that's very very obscure. All right, next one. Uh, I think you know your. I think I know your sister, Cinderella. <laughs> oh, that is. Is that? I don't know. It could be so many. <laughs> the answer is camp. Oh, I know. Mm. Oh. I, I know. sisters missed that one, and we're very. We failed. we failed. We failed. We failed. All right, I've got right. three more. I've got three more real quick ones. Okay, real quick, and then we have to try to sing the theme song again. Okay. Well, we got to right, rank them, and then we'll... Then we'll yeah, we got to do our right, sister right. rankings. All right, next quote. I hope it's not jumbo shrimp, because I'm allergic to oxymorons. <laughs> that's my hot American <laughs> summer. Correct, correct, correct. I think that's funny. <laughs> that very funny. All right. Tomorrow, tomorrow is Parents' Day, and you must look rested, or Morty will be sent to the state penitentiary. Meatballs. 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 And last one, last one. No toilet paper. You guys are good. Indian good summer. Track. Indian you guys summer. NASA? Indian <laughs> summer. Excellent. All right. You guys did pretty well on that one. That's pretty, pretty, good. pretty good job. All right. Gropesteins, rank your top five movies of the list that we said. Start with the five, number five. All right, Jenna, go for it. Um, okay. I'm going to say. Camp. This is, this is a group scene agree. The group scene right. sisters and the Emma sisters actually agreed on their own separate ranking. So yeah. yes. So for us, for Amy and I, number five is Camp. Number four are The Parent Traps, both movies, I guess. 
Three is Indian summer, two is meatballs, and one is wet, hot American summer. Excellent list. Excellent list, but very different than ours. You go out. Yeah. <laughs> so for the Emmett sisters, we said number five would be the Parent Traps movie. Number four would be meatballs. Number three would be wet, hot. Number two would be camp, and number one would be Indian summer. Which is, which is clear. This tells us that the Emma sisters just don't enjoy raunchy comedies. That's right. <laughs> Not we do. One. We do, but we like theatrical better. <laughs> it's hard. Okay, so let's try home. our theme guys, song to end it. All right. Before, before we do that, sorry. Uh, listeners yeah. at home, what are, what are some movies you think we left out? Let us know. Let us know your comments, your thoughts, your feelings. Maybe some, some points of these movies that we forgot to mention. Yeah. And also, you know, now that we've been quarantined and people are looking for movies to watch, you know, these are worth a shot. Yeah. Yes. Why not? A why few not? of them are, are, are available on Disney Disney Plus. Um, we've got a couple. I think some of them are on Amazon Prime for a yep. short amount of money. Some are free on demand. If you have HBO. Uh, HBO on demand. There's a couple, there's a couple that are free okay. right now. So you can get those. And I bet, I bet YouTube as well. Yeah. yeah, and if yeah. you're not, oh, and if you're not YouTube. sick of uh, listening to us just yet, we are going to be planning on doing another podcast, and our next podcast topic will be the best traditions of camp, where we rank them. So send us what your favorite traditions of camp were, and we'll give you a shout-out in our next podcast. Ooh, oh, shout-outs. That's fun. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to end with our theme song. Are we doing it slow or fast? It was very yeah, slow before. I don't know who ever wanted to do it slow. Who's doing it slow? That's not I'm not. Okay, okay, let's do it fast. Okay. Ready? Here, yeah. here we go. We, we welcome you to our podcast. We're glad you're here. You'll hear our voice. Getting through the podcast air. We'll rate it up. We'll rate it down. We So you don't frown. Hail, hail. This is our Welcome to our podcast. All right. We'll work on that. Let's work on that. We'll work on it. Signing off. Signing off. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.